Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Welcome once again to episode number 310 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Rescued from Religion, Part 5. In previous weeks, I shared my journey as a young girl, then as a teenager, and finally as a mature woman in Jesus Christ. Each week, I focused on a word that began with the letter R. In the previous weeks, The words were risk, rescued, released, and rest. This being the last week on this topic, the word for this week is remain. Once we allow Jesus to rescue us from religion, we want to remain or abide in him until he calls us home. If you look in the Old Testament, it seems since the fall of Adam and Eve that we've had a problem with religion relationship, and rebellion with God. Adam and Eve, after sinning against God, they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. This is a form of religion where we do something to try to make ourselves acceptable before God. But God had to provide for them himself by the sacrificial death and the shedding of the blood of an animal. This was a foreshadow or an illustration of what would happen later when Jesus became the final sacrificial lamb of God by shedding his blood for all mankind. It is the shed blood of Jesus that provides forgiveness of sin. Mankind can never, never do anything to provide a way for their sins to be forgiven. We saw rebellion take place with Cain and Abel. You cannot serve God according to the way you think or how you decide you're going to serve him. That's rebellion. Cain and Abel were instructed on how to worship God, and Cain was disobedient in his offering because he did it according to what he thought was right. You don't come to God in any old way. In further rebellion, Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy because God accepted Abel's sacrifice. He did so because Abel obeyed God, while Cain did not. So this struggle of religion and relationship and rebellion are nothing new. John chapter 4 verse 23 states, But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Can you believe that? Our Father is seeking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You are one that he's seeking. How are you responding? 
There is a life that is lived in relationship with Jesus and a different life that can be lived apart from having a true relationship with Jesus. All of us start our lives apart from him or separated from him, but we can choose to have a relationship with him, the very one who is seeking us. Please listen to the previous podcast if you're not sure how to have a relationship with Jesus. So now how do we remain in a true relationship with Jesus without falling into religion or rebellion? I believe Jesus told us what to do in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. This is what it says. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Now, of course, there's a lot to be said about this verse, but a lot of times when people read this verse and it says, take up your cross daily, they think of the cross as a hardship, a burden, or sickness. But really, the cross here is representing our dying to ourself daily, dying to our plans, our dreams, our desire, our will, and following his plan, his desire, and his will for us. It's trust in him fully and obediently following his guidance throughout each day. We see the same thing in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now let me read Galatians 2.20 in the New Living Translation. It says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25 to 26 also tells us, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. Once I was rescued from religion by placing my faith in the finished work of Jesus to remain in a true relationship with him, I must not rebel against his will by replacing it with my own. No, I surrender to his will, his plan, his working in me according to his kingdom work and for his glory. Me, myself, and I were put to death so that Christ may live in and through me. If you don't have a close relationship with him now, you may feel that this is ridiculous, especially if you go by what is taught by our society today. But I cannot express it enough that God's word is true. It's when you give your life to Jesus, that's when you truly begin to live. Too many of us walk through life feeling as if we don't measure up. We always seem to thirst for more. We think if we could only work harder or be better, we could be enough. But the truth is, we'll never be enough in ourselves. But thank God for that because we don't have to. Because what Jesus did and who he is, is enough. Jesus is enough. He's enough to save and sanctify and glorify us before God our Father. 
When he said it is finished, that was true. All the work is done. Jesus finished it. Now we need to remain in what he did for us by dying to self daily and allowing him to live through us to reach and love others. God loves you. He is not a killjoy or wants to make your life miserable. He's the one who gives you strength and hope to face life's trials and the things that devastate us in this life. He's the one who provides the wisdom and the power to live right and to deal with what life throws our way. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Galatians 5.1 says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Or may I say a bunch of rules that you cannot keep 100% and then end up feeling like a failure? In my own life, under religion, I was in slavery. Always felt condemned and never measuring up, insecure and unhappy. I could have been the poster girl for trying to earn brownie points with God through good works. Under rebellion... I thought I knew it was good for me, only to find out that it was an imitation and it could never fulfill or satisfy. But now, under relationship, I realize that I am living out a closeness to Jesus that is beyond any kind of explanation. I interact with him throughout the day. He instructs and guides me so that I can accomplish his will for me and others. I obey his inner promptings and see his majestic work on earth. His presence in my life is overwhelming at times, and I cry tears of thankfulness for his grace and his mercy and his favor on me. All of this is a matter of the heart, not external rules or regulations. I stand here finally free from trying to do some religious work to please Jesus free from Satan being my master, free from fear of death, finally free from performance, from perfection, from trying to prove myself, from being in bondage to others' opinions, from living in a way that you're walking on eggshells with God, from fear of failure, from rules to righteousness, from feeling less, free from measuring up, free from condemnation, free from sin having power over me, free from guilt and shame, free from myself and all past shackles. So basically, I thank God for rescuing me from religion so that I can be free to remain or abide in him as my Lord and Savior. I don't want to be so concerned about rule-keeping that I miss or I don't recognize the presence of my Lord Jesus Christ. The scribes and the Pharisees were such law keepers that they didn't recognize the true Messiah who was right in front of their eyes. Again, this is taking place today. Oh Lord, forgive us when we prioritize other things over your presence. Please give us eyes to see you and to acknowledge your presence with us. So again, The main thing to remain in a close relationship with Jesus is to let him be in the driver's seat of your life. 
Release the wheel to him and let him steer your life in the direction that he knows is going to provide you with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, which will produce then his kingdom work in and through you. It's not thinking that you know better than him. So you seek his wisdom and advice for all things through prayer and the study and meditation of his word, which of course is the Bible. It's not going to your local church and getting involved so that you can get brownie points with God. You go to church and serve there out of love for God and obedience to his direction to do so for the body of Christ. All ministry and service is done by yielding to him so that he can instruct and guide and teach and provide what you need to do in accordance with his will in all situations. It's developing a close relationship with him so you can enjoy his presence, his fellowship, his wisdom, and how he makes himself known to you throughout the day. It's beautiful in how he uses us to bless others in a way that we never could do on our own. Why does he do this? I don't know. I can't fully comprehend. I just know how he loves me and how he loves you and how he has not dealt with any of us in the way that we truly deserve. His mercy and his grace are endless. Let's surrender our heart and our life to Jesus and remain in a relationship with him so that it will grow deeper as we walk with him daily. We don't serve our Lord because we think we have to out of obligations or out of rule keeping, but because we want to and we do everything in accordance to his will for us. In closing, let me just pray Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 over you, at least a part of the verse. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for those that are listening to this podcast. I pray that you would give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for any spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that you, Lord, may be glorified. Well, I am trusting that at this point, by listening to this month's podcast, that you too have been rescued from religion. Well, God bless you and be here next week and smile Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.